He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey. Yeah. It's Peter Hood on Shom 977. <laughs> for the Canadians last night and uh, we say good morning to Pierre Hood from Réseau des Sports at 8.20. Good morning to you there, Pierre. <laughs> good morning, Pete. Yeah, that was a big goal last night. Big, yeah, big goal. It was a big night actually for a lot of the players. A very impressive uh, collective effort. Uh, uh, especially for uh, our friend Mr. Uh, Mr. Anderson there. Boy, he looked good last night. True to form, right? Yeah, true to form. Uh, true to... Uh up there with the expectations and, and his potential because uh, for some reason uh, there was a bit of a slump as many other players, uh, as you know, Pete, the last couple of weeks. Uh, but last night he was uh, he was the total package that was expected when he was acquired in the trade with the, the, the Blue Jackets and then was offered this long-term contract. And um, he, uh, he played, uh, I mean, he scored, that was the big goal that we've just uh, reheard. Uh, from Esteban, but at the same time, it was the overall performance uh, that we have to remember from him. He was so intense. He was uh, he was a full force in forecheck. He was uh, it was also a full force closer to the net, which I think Pete he has to do more often, considering his size and his ability. And uh, yeah, just uh, just a great great performance. Uh, that was uh, probably the tip of the iceberg from all the other players. As you said, uh, and well said, Pete, a great collective performance last night. Well, you know what happened? They probably saw the game, Jack, you know, this and uh, against Winnipeg where they just got, you know, they got their asses kicked all over the ice and they said, guys, we're not going to let that happen. So they went out and they were guns ablaze and last night. Suzuki's first goal. Did you see that? Of course you saw that snipe. What an incredible goal last night. God, that was fun to watch. It was fun. It was fun to watch. And and you know what, Pete, uh, you it's not unusual to see a young centerman um, go in between the uh, the scoring aspect of uh, his game and the more complete, responsible, defensive aspect of the game. And uh, this is normal, uh, I would say, normal growth pattern for a centerman. You can put KK in the same boat. Where I'm coming to is that Sometimes those young centermen, they have the ability to score. They have the potential. They have, in terms of a, of a KK, it's it's the general movement that is so powerful. In case of Suzuki, is the immediate, precise snap right. that we see from time to time. So, the only hope you can have is that Suzuki, especially from this area, from the right side. Of, from the uh, right face-off circle in the offensive zone, that he can deliver more often, that he has the confidence uh, to deliver more often those kind of snipes. Because as you saw, this was just a beauty. There was uh, oh, yeah. there was nothing the goalie could do against that. So uh, so he he played a much better game himself, uh, and he was um, he was also uh, a full full force uh, centerman 
for the the team last night. And the absence of uh, Brendan Gallagher, of course, uh, Paul Byron moved to the Dano line, and he brought his speed, his energy, and he picked up two assists along the way. Thomas Tatar, two goals, and uh, Dano doing what he does as well, played beautifully defensively, both ends of the ice really last night. Yeah, very good game. Uh, we We always have to remember, because we tend to forget, that this line, at home in particular, will always have the huge mission of trying to neutralize the big players on the other side. Now, I understand Austin Matthews scored, and he scored a beauty, yeah. a beautiful setup again by Mitch. Wasn't yeah. that a pretty goal, yeah, by the way? Yeah, it, it was. It was a thing of beauty, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as much as you are a Habs fan, or, or you could be a Habs fan, or any other team, yeah. if you're a hockey fan, first and foremost, that was a, that was a beautiful goal. But uh, overall, they, they did, once again, a fantastic job uh, trying to to shut down uh, this amazing duo on the ice, and uh, I'm glad, Pete, that you talked about Paul Byron first uh, uh, regarding that line because isn't that a fantastic story? I mean, th- this this player was picked up on waivers a couple of years That's ago right. yeah. uh, from from the the Flames, and uh, I, re- I will always remember uh, when Bob Hartley coaching the Flames at the time, and 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 we ended up in Calgary. Uh, a couple of days after, and he said, "My my heart is broken losing Paul Byron because you'll see." And he used to nickname him Tipol, you know, Bob in his colorful language in <laughs> French. True. And he said, "You're going to love Tipol in Montreal, and you'll see what he's all about." And boy, he was right. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. And and the the uh, the amazing dedication that he shows after being put on waivers. Uh, a million times this season, or so it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bounces back on the first line and on the Dano line last night, and uh, he he was he was the energy addition to that line, so it could deliver the great game that we've seen. Dominic uh, Ducharme last night tweaking the uh, the defensive pairings a bit last night. Uh, we had Edmondson uh, back playing with uh, Jeff Petrie last night too. That has seemed to be pretty good. You you want to put that in a huge concrete block. Okay. Don't touch that anymore. Yeah, okay. Because they fit together. Yeah, they do, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Jake Allen, it was good. I bet you he feels the weight of the world off his shoulders, too, winning after three straight losses last night. Yeah, as, a, as the number one goalie until further notice. Uh, he's, um, that's, that's another great story within the story last night. I understand it wasn't the goalie stealing the game. I think that, uh, he deserved to have a much better performance in front of him, uh, from the defenseman, of course, and also from the, the forwards. Uh, but it, it's, it's, he deserved, uh, this big win against, uh, Toronto. And the other aspect of the, uh, the story is that, his opponent on the other side, Jack Campbell's sequence, ended up at 11 straight wins uh, since the start of the season. So one goalie's fate or happy fate or happy turnaround comes with uh, your opponent, comes from beating your opponent who was unbeatable since he took over the number one job in Toronto. So there's some sort of a double story in there that can boost Jake Allen's confidence. And as much as uh, the uh, the news are promising or optimistic for Carey Price's return somewhere this week on, or or, or somewhere before the end of the week, mm-hmm. you still know that he's gonna ha- he's gonna get the call 
uh, on Wednesday night and probably get the call also on Friday night. All right. Well, Carey Price is going to be back on the ice tomorrow, right? He's going to be start yeah. working out again with the team. Good. Uh, yeah. I, uh, let's talk about the NHL uh, trade deadline. It was kind of busy. 17 trades, 26 players, 19 draft choices moved yesterday. And the Canadians, again, uh, made a bit of a tweak. We talked about the addition of John Merrill. But uh, then he went out and uh, got some more depth on defense. Eric Gustafson, he's been around for a while, spent most of his time with the Flyers. What can you tell us about him, Pierre? Well, I can tell you about uh, this defenseman that actually racked up 60 points yeah. with the Blackhawks. Three years ago, Pete, 60 points, 17 goals, 43 assists. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, of course, there are so many players who have a, uh, unusual, unusually high-scoring or high-point season in the NHL or, you know, a one-season goalie. <laughs> We've seen that in the past, right? Uh, so we have to put the expectations uh, at a lower level, I suppose, with uh, Eric Gustafsson. But... Uh, at the same time, it didn't cost a thing. Nope. The Blackhawks will keep uh, the uh, Flyers. Sorry, will keep uh, half of the uh, the salary. Uh, it uh, it cost a seventh rounder, so it's uh, it's extra depth. And as opposed to John Merrill, who's who's more of a conservative type of defenseman, reliable that will give you uh, let's say a better peace of mind in the defensive zone. Well, if you need more depth on the offensive side of the equation. Gustafsson is certainly a player that can bring a little more. Because, Pete, you remember the first 10 or 12 games, we were all talking about how uh, the blue line was contributing to the, uh, to the, to the offense. Mm -hmm. And it sort of dried out a little bit, uh, I would say, the last month or so. So I guess that Marc Bergevin thought it, was, uh, it wasn't a risk as such. It was a good added, it was good added value. And now it would be interesting to see how Dominique Duchamp copes with those two extra defensemen, uh, how he integrates those new players and how he will shuffle the, the pairings again. But the bottom line, you have to stick with Joel Edmondson, with Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie was was back to his true form last night because of the, uh, the reliable uh, Joel Edmondson on the left side. All right. Hey, uh, Pierre, tomorrow night, uh, Calgary is in town too. And uh, will we get a pregame chat with you tomorrow? Will you grace us with your presence? Well, I'll I'll take my little mandatory day off tomorrow. I'm just kidding. It's not mandatory. <laughs> I need I need a little break during this week, Pete, because it's going to be crazy with Formula One as well this weekend. So I'll be back with you after the game on Thursday morning.